myth stories and kids. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Mysteries, Inc. I'm your host, Spring. I'm Joe. And we are here to give you stories about history, mystery, conspiracies, and creatures. Yes. And as usual, we start with rock, paper, scissors. Oh, I've been, right. I'm going to try my best, right? Rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. Oh, oh, farts. I can see it in your hand Joe, every time. What? <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to change it up. You can't look at my hand no more. I can see it. <laughs> Put up a little curtain. Yeah. <laughs> we'll reveal it when we're done. All right. So, in prepare, or at least getting us prepared to record for this, what did I? What's on the table, Spring? <laughs> there is a big furry goat head on the table, and it's not like a not gruesome a one or anything like that. It's like literally <laughs> looks like a stuffed animal or like Gizmo from um, what's that? Gremlins, the movie it Gremlins. Kind of it kind of looks like, like a little Gizmo he's in the a, mouth he's and the eyes, goat. but he's got a little cute ears. A few years back, the like. The popular Halloween costume thing was all these big head things, and it was a goat. <laughs> so, today we're going to talk about the goat man, and particularly the goat man of Maryland. Because I Ooh. found out there's actually a lot of goat men. And even there's there's some historical goat men. Um, we had the satyrs and fawns. Okay, yeah. Um, almost exactly to Pan, the, the famous Greek satyr, is Katez from Slavic condition or, uh, traditions. He's... Uh, like it's almost the same exact thing. Okay, but so he's just whimsical and mischievous. Whimsical and... always has a boner, drinking wine. <laughs> the life. Or that may not be wine. It could be wine. I think it might actually be ale. But <laughs> anyways, so <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Maryland Goat Man. And initial sightings or stories of it kind of first started to come out in the the fifties. It primarily takes place around Beltsville, Maryland. And I know you love to make fun Belt's of names, Bill. right? It's it's a nearby green belt. They just really love the belts over there. We're at the green belt, but then there's Beltsville. It's a little bit between uh, Washington and Baltimore. Okay. So like as like every rural area has its uh, haunted roads. You know, yes, they we do. had Paradise Road, which I started to read a little bit about. It was interesting. We, the, the, rare, uh, I know that we have like in Wisconsin, Brer Road. yeah, where there's like the kangaroo, mm-hmm. the ghost kangaroo that comes no, around. That was the people. beast of Brer Road. Beast of Brer Road. There is a kangaroo. There is there a is haunted a kangaroo. kangaroo on a road. I actually one of these days is gonna get into the weird kangaroo sightings of the seventies. <laughs> actually, Wisconsin. What the fuck is that? <laughs> but anyways, so uh, in this area, it was called. Where did I have that? Not Fayetteville Road. Oh, anyway, I will. I'll find the road in a second. As many of these things start, it starts on this deserted road. Uh, mm-hmm. A young couple was driving by, startled by something they saw in the woods, and they got out to investigate. But the guy never returned. A few days later, his head was found hanging from a tree Holy right where the car crap. Had, was well, originally parked. Did, where was she? Did she return? He I think just she, didn't. I think she had left and got the cops. Johnny, she never I don't want to stick around no more. I'm leaving. Oh, babe, it's nothing to worry about. Right. Head in a tree. <laughs> right where, yeah, exactly. Right where it was. They never found the body. Super creepy. 
you know, the weight of it just made it fall off from the neck. And then, you know, like apparently it, some crater Something came and took it, it away. <laughs> Maybe they have bears around there. <laughs> and there's bears up there. So then everyone blamed the goat man. And I couldn't figure out, I was trying to figure out the time-wise, whether that story happened first or whether this mad scientist story started. <laughs> what? But, and that's why they were blaming the goat man. It's kind of a chicken or the egg kind of thing. But, um... So the, the origin, one of the origins I found, as many of these things go, there's a couple. Yeah. My favorite origin was that it began at the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. It said that Goatman was created by a scientist, Dr. Scott Fletcher. He was experimenting with goats with his assistant, William Lotsford, when something went horribly wrong and the Goatman was created. Was he like experimenting? experimenting with the goats you know like you look pretty today it doesn't say something it's a goat man something has gone horribly wrong if that's what's happening i'm getting research money for this so this goat man escaped i don't know where he got the axe but i guess he started attacking (laughs) cars with axes and roaming the backwoods of beltsville <laughs> He's a lumberjack goat man. <laughs> I would do this all with the goat head on, except that it would ruin it. Would ruin <laughs> it just me muffled. <laughs> so uh, there's other versions that say he was just a vengeful goat farmer who began to attack people after just kind of being tormented by the. That local would make youth. sense though, because you'd be like, "Oh, watch out for the goat man," because you know, like if you owned a bunch of goats and you you'd were evil, I'd, you'd be man. called a goat man. It, uh, yeah, like the story goes that he was like always tormented by these kids, and then. Uh, he just started, he somehow mixed with a goat and started hacking him up with axes. <laughs> I like the mad scientist story. I do too. That's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, the goat man is said to have uh, killed 14 hikers, just hacked oh, them to dang. death. 12 of them were children, two well, of them were of course, like, of like chaperones. And a survivor from the group, I'm guessing some kid ran, had some yeah. escaped, said that. He was hacking him up with an axe while making unusual noises only the devil could make. <laughs> I don't know how you determine that, but <laughs> I mean, doesn't specify that they're even goat like noises. But if you're like hacking people to death, I'm imagining you're making some weird noises in general, right? I like... would try to to make the noise, but as it says, it is a noise only the devil could make. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it. So it could just sound like a weird doo 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 I don't know what the devil sounds like. <clears throat> weird, unholy farting noises. <laughs> so when the, the police arrived, they were just half-eaten, dismembered bodies everywhere. He wasn't just hacking them, he was eating, eating them? Eating them too, I guess. That's you know, what it Wild said. goats do eat a wide variety of things. Right. <laughs> they had tin, can. I was going to say, they Every had tin cans in their pockets. Right. Every child's story has told me. <laughs> uh, so there's no official record of any of this. Um, but it was just a fun story people like to tell. So this is just kind of something that was like in the local lore. Uh, and then in 1971, in the Prince... Prince George's County News, they ran a, an article by Karen Holzler. Holzler? Yeah, that sounds about right. And she kind of mentioned the goat man, amongst other like odd goings-on. There was the bow man, which I couldn't actually find anything about, just that he was mentioned alongside the goat okay. man. Okay. Um, a few weeks after that, someone's family dog, Ginger, had gone missing. It was sad. And then it was found by two guys decapitated. Oh, my God. <laughs> on Fletchertown Road. That's where, yeah, this is where where it supposedly all starts happening. It's Fletchertown, Fletchertown Road. Fletchertown Road. 
And so after that, Holzler wrote another story. Residents fear Goatman lives. Dog found decapitated in old Bowie. And this is after a group of teenage girls had like reported that they had seen something huge, half-human-like, and making weird noises when the, at the time the dog was said to have disappeared. That was a teenage boy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he was huge, really hairy, making a lot of weird noises, had a mean streak. Decapitated. I mean, <laughs> Decapitated I don't know. That's dog. probably a future serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there an Indian cemetery nearby <laughs> that they, could, they needed to investigate? <laughs> so then there's also the Governor Bridge, which you would think would be right by Flatstown, or no, whatever the... What's Fletcher, the, Town, Fletcher Road. Town Road. But no, it's like, psh, it's way away. It's same county, but not quite. But it's also known as the Crybaby Bridge. What? Uh, <laughs> and a place of ghost sightings. Because it's this weird thing that if, if you park under the bridge at night, you'll supposedly hear like crying, like a baby crying, oh. or hear the goat man bring. No, I and guess that would sound about the same. Like, Bleh. Yeah, it's just Bleh. a local goat farmer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes you might even see the goat man himself. There's there's also a kind of a local middle school where all the kids say like that the there's a an old abandoned house like near yeah. it, and they're like that's where the goat man lives. That's where he lives. <laughs> Saint Mark the Evangelist. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, it's been it's been like the thing for thirty years. The kids just think goat man lives in. Uh, in two or twenty sixteen, the local uh, rate, uh, TV station WBAL TV. Reported an actual sighting. Well, two sightings. They had oh. two emails. One woman said it looked like a Sasquatch with horns, <laughs> and a man said what he thought was he saw what he thought was a bear, except it doesn't look like a bear. <laughs> These were the quotes. It like a bear, but it was a, a bear, but not a bear. Oh, goat man! <laughs> a Sasquatch with horns. I like uh, it. Goat man. <laughs> Goatman sounds like a character Adam Sandler made up when he was on Saturday Night Live. Look at me, I'm Goatman. Wasn't he Goat Boy? <laughs> he or, might have been. Or, yeah. was it, or was it him? I think there was someone else, maybe. Or is, like Mike Myers or something, where there were Goat Boy. I think it was Chris Kattan. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have to look that up. Um, in twenty in twenty eleven, there was this B movie, or I should actually say more like C movie. It okay. is really low rent and bad called. Deadly Detour, The Goatman Murders. Oh, my God. And then there was another one, 2013's Legend of Goatman. Both trailers looked really bad. Really bad? Was it like a guy in a goat suit at all? or Not even. I don't even know where the goat man It was just an angry in. goat farmer. Like the, the only, like, it was mostly, like, really terrible, like, what was supposed to be like first person shots, so like people getting hacked, but like oh, yeah, it was they really try to make it like Blair Witch Project, where little, it was like well, a docu series. No, or something? more like like a bad angle of your. It's supposed to be from the Goat Man's eyes and just oh, hacking oh, people up, and yeah. it was like really poorly produced. It was like could have been done with someone's phone today, <laughs> and maybe better. <laughs> so definitely worth checking out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I I wasn't impressed. I I didn't feel like wasting my time. <laughs> Uh, there was later a, a documentary that was released on my birthday in uh, 2013 called The Legend of Goatman, Horrifying Monsters, Cryptids, and Ghosts. Uh, and it, it tells of a story where someone was kidnapped and forced to live in a cave for six days by some... It's a, these, these creatures. These so like, meaning creatures. There was multiple goatmen 
Living in a cave. They all escaped the lab. <laughs> <laughs> well, two of them escaped. Or yeah, the little escaped, goat babies. Escaped with the assistant. Maybe just a goat escaped with the assistant. <laughs> <laughs> or the guy just started, found a goat at a local a goat farm. Family. Took him home. So. Enjoying themselves until Goldilocks shows up. No. <laughs> that's that's about as as recent as as the local goat man lore goes. But there's other goat men I didn't know. Um, yeah, there's one in Texas that uh, haunts the old Alton Bridge over Hickory Creek. Uh, it's kind of about an hour or so from Dallas, um, but he's basically just said to haunt the the creek and and like lures you to your death somehow. I don't know. <laughs> There wasn't a lot on him, but then there's the Pope Lick monster, which I the like. The Pope Lick yeah, monster. I like his name because when I when I started looking him up, it was like this. You know, all the Google suggestions is like, uh, what is the pre or what does the Pope wear to bed? Weird, <laughs> weird things. It just got very odd. Like, why are people asking these things? Things about his shoes. Pope Lick monster. So the Pope Lick monster is named as such because uh, he haunts a trestle bridge okay. over Pope Lick Creek. I don't know what it oh. is about goat men and bridges, but they love them. Well, trip, trap, <laughs> trip, trap. You know, like who's um, that trip trapping over my is, bridge? <laughs> like I think it was rural at first, but it's it's a the Fisherville neighborhood of Louisville, so it's okay. fairly populated. Uh, it said that he uses mimicry or telepathy to lure people onto the trestle bridge into their death. <laughs> so he'll like sound like like me or and he'll be like, spring, come come to the trestle bridge. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, who's that trip trapping over my bridge? <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess he pushes you. I don't know. I just want to get to the other side. Don't eat me. My brother's bigger. <laughs> And that is the story of the goat man. Dear goodness, that's intriguing. That I didn't realize there was so many stories about goatmen and funny enough, yeah, well so like it's so intriguing. People actually around the seventies, they had um goat man parties. I forgot to mention that part. There was a popular thing of having goat man parties where they'd go hang out on that road. Oh and yeah, yeah, and to like, you know, to just celebrate well oh. I was really looking forward to like being like parties where people dressed up as goatmen and like we're just they like having swinger did. things going on. I bet they did. We're having a swinger goatman party. I was like, oh, I read about that. I forgot to add that. In my notes. All right. Parties. Well, mine is called "If You Build It, They Will Jump." I'm keeping with the uh, the creepy. Wait, is this bridges too? No, it's Damn. not bridges, but it it, it that would have been funny. That would have. We normally do sync up a bit. So today I get my story from a book called Milwaukee Ghosts and Legends by Anna Lardonis. Deemed the tallest building in Milwaukee till 1975, the City Hall building in 200 or on 200 East Wells Street has a very tragic and gruesome history. Built in 1895, it has a nine-story tower that served as an open-air atrium or like an air shaft or okay. yeah. And but if you looked, if you walked onto the main floor and you looked up, you could see that the tower narrows and it takes the shape of a casket. Mm. This gives vis- this gave the visitors the heebie-jeebies, and rightfully so, <laughs> because in the years to come, one could easily claim that the building was cursed. Now, I will be posting up the picture, but this is kind of what it looks like on the inside, and it's a little trippy where, like, you can kind of see how it, like, kind of narrows into, like, a kind of a coffin shape. It kind of up does. on the top, That's and it's a lot neat, of like yeah. It. it is really pretty, and it like I said, it's kind of it's very German in um in architectural design, and it's it's a beautiful place. I would almost say it looks like a library or a train station. But nice. anyways, mm-hmm. moving on from that, I'm gonna go into 
the cursed history of it. So on February 19th, 1929, the tower's first victim was a 36-year-old troubled woman named Frances Schumacher. No, I'm I'm trying to, because Milwaukee, German. And uh, E-I's normally sound like I in German. So it's uh, Schur... Oh my God! Uh, Shamir. No, I don't. Schumacher. Schumacher, probably. <laughs> Francis Schumacher. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Her sec. She was on her second marriage, and it was coming to an end. Her husband accused her Wait, of drinking was? too much. Who was Francis? <laughs> Francis what? Francis something German. <laughs> her husband accused her of drinking too much, and he went down to City Hall to the district attorney's office to report her. And um and have them give her warning that if she continued to drink and be outrageous, she'd lose custody of her 15-year-old son, who came mm. from a previous relationship. His name was Joseph. Devastated, she went to the city hall and climbed up to the fifth floor and jumped over the railing, landing on the main floor. Shortly after, she was pronounced dead, and the tower gained the nickname of Suicide Well. Oh, no. Next was a 55-year-old a former saloon keeper named Leo Kramer, who found himself alone and depressed in the Milwaukee County Hospital for mental diseases because he was going blind. Mm. Uh, Before his vision became limited, he was surrounded by a large family of wife and kids, and he proudly supported them as the head of the household. His sight was getting worse and worse, and he was set to be moved to a part of the hospital rumored to have horrible living conditions. Mm. So feeling like he had nothing more to live for, he decided to take matters into his own hands. Oh, I should have put a trigger warning at the beginning of this. Like, this deals with a lot of suicide, so I apologize. We're going to, like, maybe put a little warning at the beginning, too. I apologize about that. (laughs) Yeah, I'll put one on the description. All right. Um, And so he decided to take things into his own hand. Leo then, on August 12th, 1931, made his way to City Hall on an elevator destined for the 8th floor. Feeling his way to the railing, he jumped and landed so hard, the floor shook. A man on the main floor had his cane knocked out of his hands, and the impact had all the employees, which was like a few hundred, come out of the offices just to see what the heck happened. By the end of the 1930s, the nation was in the grips of the Great Depression, and Milwaukee was not immune to this. A man named George Gazapin was a victim of the times. He lost his tavern and boarding house, lost his wife to death, and um, he even had like a fortune of about $12,000 saved up in the bank. He had nothing. He had nowhere to live. He was living with his daughter and his son-in-law. So on June 9th, 1938, George went to the city hall to make his way to the eighth floor, and he jumped. So this is the third person that decided to kill themselves in, what, three years? Oh, yeah. No, in two years. Mm-hmm. In 1939, the despair was still heavy in the air, even for those who were employed. A 35-year-old painting contractor named Chris Jummy, like J-U-M-M-Y, <laughs> Darling. So close. I know, Jumpy. Jummy. <laughs> <laughs> he had many things going for him. He was still working, which was amazing for during the Great Depression. And um, he had a loving wife and two kids, and he didn't have debt. So he was like doing just fine, yeah, but that dis- happens. Yeah, and despite all of it, Jummy, Jummy went to I city. I feel hall. like an asshole. <laughs> Sorry. Despite all of that, Jummy went to city hall on February sixteenth and wandered around for about an hour till he made his way up to the eighth floor. A cleaning woman saw him leaning over the railing and shouted at him to stop. 
He said, and I quote, lady, watch me. I'm going to jump. And he did. He left a suicide note in his truck that said, Esther, this is not your fault. You are all okay. Take care of my mother. Give her $500. Jummy. The suicide. I know. But like, I'm, I, it makes me think of Jimmy and Gummy mixed together. Like he was yeah. always like a really flexible kid. No, and he didn't bounce. No, uh. <laughs> sorry. Oh God, we're, we're horrible to, we're people. We're just trying to bring some, some happiness. Because this is like October, we're trying to do creepy, spooky stuff. And I thought like a, a cursed building with a casket ceiling would I, be great. I make jokes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. A, kind of guy who laughs at a funeral can't understand what i mean well you soon will <laughs> uh, now you understand all right so the suicide well was not done that year because on may 3rd it claimed two lives 24 year old harry Komlemski was spotted on the eighth floor by an elevator operator on the wrong side of the railing leaning out arms behind him still holding onto the rail and like his he was facing the ground. So, like, mm. if you can imagine, he had his arms backwards and he was just leaning forward. The um, elevator operator tried to talk him out of it, but he just let go and landed on the floor. He narrowly missed a man, a milk delivery man named Albert Polly. The 42-year-old man was stunned but continued to go on with his job. Because, I mean, like, all of a sudden he's just standing there and this guy comes plummeting down and dies. And, like... He's shocked. I think I'd be done for the day. I'm well, sorry. he uh, the stress of what he witnessed caused him to have a cerebral cerebral hemorrhage, and he ended up like collapsing a block away from there. And they said it was because of the shock of what he witnessed that oh, it just no. took that long for it to kind of yeah, catch up with him, and, just, and he just oh, died. No. So that was yeah, yeah. When they looked in Harry's coat, the twenty four year old that jumped, they found a note that said. I cannot stand it any longer. I can't figure it out myself how all this is happening to me. It is God's punishment for what I have done in my life. I just couldn't talk to, to I couldn't talk to tell anyone about this. Be good Catholic kids and keep your chin up. Forget about me. I am no good. My mind is blank. My tongue is tied. No no salutation, no no you know farewell, sorry, condolences, nothing, just that whole thing. Um, the people of Milwaukee had hit a breaking point with all the death in City Hall. So in 1940, they started trying to find a way to prevent suicides from happening. But most of the ideas were impractical and expensive. Like, I even saw a thing where it said that they thought about running razor wire. So that way people would see the wire and be so, like, they would be like, wow, that's a little too brutal for me. I don't want to be sliced to pieces as I fall to the ground. So, like, as a deterrence. Yeah, jeez. What they decided to do, though, was to put a bunch of plotted pant or potted plants in the center, so that way, hopefully, it would deter jumpers from going. Because I mean, it's not just a flat floor, and it might break their fall and give them a chance to survive. Yeah, why don't you just put like a big nets? Well, this is 1940s. Okay, I don't know why they didn't think nets that nets hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Well, hold on. Hold on. On April 1st, 1940, so April Fool's Day, 27-year-old John Alex Gorski decided to test it out. Nobody saw him make it to the sixth floor or saw him jump. It wasn't until he barely missed three people who were standing on the main floor did anyone notice him. 
He broke every bone in his body when he landed. So, so much for the theory that those plants would break your fall. <laughs> they would just break well, you did more. He die? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, a few weeks later, on April 20th, the suicide well took its last victim. 63-year-old Herman Theodore Raffeld uh, was done with life. He no longer worked at Columbia County as an undersheriff. He was never married, never had any kids, and he lived with his sister and her family. He went to the seventh floor of City Hall, and while he was leaning over the railing, an employee asked him what he was about, what he was doing, and Herman just jumped. That was his response. He just jumped. The book says they permanently permanently sealed the suicide well, but I didn't find out how they did it. Because, I mean, if those are office buildings, I don't know how they would have sealed off, like, they, and then, like, eventually, like, met, they added metal netting into mm -hmm. there to try to prevent suicides. And it stayed there until 1988. Nice. As for ghost sightings in the building, security guards claim that they hear doors slamming at night and loud thump sounds. As if bodies were hitting the oh, ground. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, there are ghost tours in Milwaukee and City Hall is on those tours. So if like you wanted to find out more, I would recommend reading the book. Um, Like I said, it's Milwaukee Ghosts and Legends by Anna uh, Ladarn. Oh my God, I hate names today. But anyways, you can find the book and it, it's got a whole bunch of wonderful pictures from back then and it talks about a lot of different creepy hauntings and stuff and i just i thought this one was just really intriguing because like the plate the ceiling looked like a casket it ha it literally did and yeah. it's just like nobody thought about that when they were designing it and building it and I then mean, like the fact that it became cursed you didn't necessarily think that the, the shape was gonna make people jump well but it inspired a lot and maybe it did so I, I thought that was kind of creepy, you know, like there was this building that for like a good solid four years, people just couldn't stop jump. I imagine working there like, you know, I don't know if I could. That'd be that'd be tough. It, it's just like I think people were already on the edge. They heard about it and they're like, mm -hmm. well, that's the way to do it. Good a place as any. It was the tallest building for for a long time. So, okay. I mean, it was within vicinity. It was close by it was tall and like i said like just but all it's just weird it's just weird coincidence it that it'd weird. be casket shaped and that all these people would decide to kill themselves all within a couple of years um but they just haven't said if there's any actual like ghost sightings just security guards saying you know they see stuff so i don't know i thought that was intriguing uh, that's neat well that's a fun one Mm, that's a fun one for our spooky day no. <laughs> fun sad one i mean it's just it's it's intriguing just because it's like wow like why so much in that one spot but yeah uh, yeah huh. and you can still go to the building today um it is still it's been renovated i is guess there was a city fire hall? yep it's Neat. still the city hall building it's uh was renovated because there was a fire um i want to say in the 1980s or sometime soon and they had to like do some reconstruction so it, it's still gorgeous. I mean, the architecture is beautiful. It's just now the netting's gone because people, there's a bridge in Milwaukee that people prefer to jump off of over by the <laughs> oh, Summerfest no. grounds as opposed to this place. So it's a little more peaceful. <laughs> uh, no, I, well, they do keep Christmas lights up on it all the time. And I don't think that helps. Like, because when I remember when I went down to the Summerfest grounds for a concert, one of my friends was like, yeah, that bridge is really famous for people who try to commit suicide. And I'm like, really? And well, he's like, yeah, it. it's, it's, <laughs> It's got that reputation, and so when people, if they see people walking on the bridge, it's an automatic call to nine one one to like try to get somebody there. So rock on! No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
I oh, hope you right. enjoy this and that uh, you listen to more of our stuff. Remember to subscribe. Subscribe to our podcast. Just yeah. throwing it out there and because subscribe, like, we have a lot share, more. It all helps. We have a lot more listeners than we do subscribers. And uh, that subscribing will help because it will allow us to be able to put out more content and put a lot more focus onto this podcast yeah, it helps, that helps you guys enjoy. It, so. All right. Well, have a great one. Yeah. Have a wonderful day. Bye. <laughs> Want to help us get into more ears? Help us grow by following, rating, and reviewing wherever you're listening. This is especially helpful in iTunes, so pop over and give us a rating if you can. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Feel free to leave any questions or comments.